Welcome to the Prophecy Club. This is the first broadcast after we have just come out of the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. So we're going to talk about it. I've got David Phillips with me in the office here. He is someone that I've had on the radio program many times. He's actually worked part-time with the Prophecy Club. We believe here soon to be perhaps full-time. We will see what the Lord leads there. But anyway, David Phillips, welcome back to the Prophecy Club. Thank you, Stan. It's a blessing to be here. Okay, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. That's the big question everybody wants to know. Did Sevenfold Miracles show up at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade? They did, uh, but not nearly what we thought it was going to look like. And not the way we were yes. expecting. But then nobody knew what to expect. All we could do is put ourselves in the right position, and I think we did. I mean, as a group, I think we put ourselves in the right position. I cannot think of another thing that we could have possibly done to prepare ourselves for what God was going to do. And that was evident by the amount of people that got set free from so many different areas uh, of strongholds in their lives. In case you're unfamiliar with what our plan was, our plan was to walk through the steps of Moses because really the big miracles of the Bible began with Moses and them leaving Egypt. And so, first of all, we met on Passover. We conducted Passover. Uh, matter of fact, even, let's talk about a couple of things before we even got there. And that is we required people to sow a $222 seed, not that it was about money. It was about making certain that the people that came were spiritually hungry. In other words, that we got the right people, that we got people that really wanted God to show up in their life, very big thing. And then also we required a three-day consecutive fast. And I went around as people were, uh, the meeting was about to start, and they were mulling around outside in the hall. As many as I could ask, I said, so how'd your fast go? Now, frankly, I was kind of suspecting I would hear, uh, uh, well, uh, I sort of didn't do a fast, or I didn't do it very much, or all I did was not chew bubble gum, or I stopped doing TV. I mean, because Americans are very much connected to their belly. Uh, not That's trying right. to be offensive, but I mean, you know, you know we, we have it really good. Right. And I thought that that was the biggest, and the emails I got, the phone calls I got, the biggest thing that kept more people from coming was not the $222, not the flight arrangements to the Dallas area, or even the hotels. It was not the dollars. It was the fear of fasting. But those people that did show up, I went and asked as many as I could, how'd it go? And they, they, it's like they looked at me with excitement. They couldn't wait to tell me, actually, it went good. It, 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 I was surprised. It was it was actually a whole lot easier than I thought. I mean, I did good. I did good. And they just kept saying with excitement, I did it. I did it. You know, I mean, it was like all of a sudden, and see, they discovered the power of God because when we go fasting for God, that's what he does. He takes the pains away, and it becomes a whole lot easier to fast. Than, and you're shaking your head. So Well, yeah, because I, I had a different perspective. I was in the audience. Um, as a member of uh, of the body of Christ that came to the meeting, and I heard people saying they were very fearful yes. of actually they maybe they had fasted, but maybe they had fasted one day. But the idea of going three days, in other words, in, in the fasting, past before this, yes, they only in the, fasted one day. They would yeah. only fasted maybe one day. Maybe they were on the fast yeah, right, track right. Or, or something like that. But um, but they were very fearful of. 
getting through three days. Yes. And yes. they were shocked that after the first day, it got easier and easier. easier. Yes, yes. And they were relieved by the time they got to the conference they did that it. they did it. They did it. That's right. And they were all excited. Yeah. I did it. I did it. I did it. And it's like God gave them great victory in the year of fasting. Right. And now what that means, see, what I've discovered in my fasting, and I've fasted now once a, a week for 15 years, so <laughs> we're in the right talk about it. When our fast is being accepted by God, he takes the hunger pains away. Now, sometimes there's still like a yearning, but there's not a pain. Now, when I'm hungry, I mean, it's like it's like a, a big claw is grabbing my <laughs> stomach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but when I'm fasting and I'm not eating, and, you know, we, we had one day in there where some of us decided to go back on the fast. And that was the easiest fast of my life. I was shocked, right? Because the first three days, the first day was difficult. Getting through the first night was probably the hardest thing for me. The second and third days got easier and easier. And then what happened for people that weren't there, we got off the fast and, and we went on with the conference. But there was a point in time at which we said, you know what? We need more. We, we really need to reach right, out right. and touch the hand of God here. That's right. Yes, need we to, need to we, get more aggressive. So he's calling those people that would to go back on the fast. As an and, option. They didn't right, have to. Right. Uh, but probably 80% of them did. It's like, yeah, man, I'll do it. And I, I can tell you, at all of the 15 years of fasting, that was the easiest day of fasting I've ever. Not only was there not hunger pains, I felt like I was full. I was shocked. I had no hunger whatsoever, at all. Yeah. From that point, I mean, I was waiting to be like, okay, this is getting tough. It did not get. It tough. was like I'd eaten. Yes. And yes. I wasn't hungry. Yes. The whole like, time. I know. It, I felt. It, this is strange. I've never felt that in all the fasting, but I felt full. Right. There was it. So, never once was there a hunger yes, pain like yes. you had gone on. To, yes. It's like God continued the fast that you had done before, yes. even though we yes. ate at one now, point. I would even between. say he made it easier. Yes. Uh, I remember when I went out and fasted seven days when Dimitri died back in 1997, and I took a trunk full of de distilled water with me, and every time I started getting hungry, I just drink, drink distilled water. Well, I mean, I went through the water like crazy, but on, on the fourth day, which would have been Sunday when, when most of us were still fasting, I wasn't even drinking crazy amounts of water. Right. I mean, it was like I had eaten. Yeah. It was like I was full. It was like, wow, this is the, I could just go on and fast forever like this. It, it really did. It, it, it felt like it was no big deal at all. Yeah. I'm, I didn't ask you about that. but No, and I was surprised at that because when eventually he, he uh pastor said okay we we can go ahead and get off the fast yeah. now in my mind i was like uh you sure should we it, it should we just wait for the miracles to arrive and then we can then get i mean i was fine i mean i, I thought uh, me, too, I, me too i, I didn't I was really amazed. care i was now uh, to to tell you what happened okay so we required a three-day three consecutive day fast and this was tuesday evening starting at six we all broke our fast at the passover meal uh friday night but then uh, of course, Friday the next day, Saturday, and then Sunday, Saturday evening it was, Saturday yeah. evening. So we'd only been off of a fast about 24 hours. Right. And believe me, when you come off of, I don't know about you, but when, when I, if it's only a three-day fast, I don't have to like get on it gradual. So, I mean, I was eating like mega meals, so I had three mega meals. And then I was night. watching the clock. I was like, <laughs> okay, is it 6 o'clock yet? Yeah. <laughs> and they were late, so <laughs> we were waiting for them to... So. 
so then, and no problem. I did the next. So then, the the fast that it was on now Sunday, again, that's the easy fast. But then Monday morning, Pastor Mitch says, "Okay, that's it. We're coming off the fast." I thought, "Yes." So we, I went in and ate a big meal. But it, after I ate the big meals, like I'd eaten two meals. Yeah, I was like, I mean, Monday evening, I was. Stuff. Well, same here, but, and I didn't even have a big plate of food. It was just a normal oh, I plate. Did. I didn't have, but it was like I'd eaten two meals. Yeah, and it was fine. It's like God it was like just a miracle. Took care of us. So, so the first thing I'm trying to say is, brothers and sisters, when you fast for the Lord, and when we do this again, and we will do it again, we will call for a three day fast. And I just want to let you know: do not let the fast or the two hundred twenty two dollars hold you back from getting there. And by the way, that's nothing. Everybody said they they. They, they could not shut up about the miracles and the miraculous way God had provided for money uh, to be there and just time off and just amaze. They, 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 they could not shut up about how. Oh, let me tell you, I got a testimony. I got a testimony. And we, we got tons of testimonies on video. I got, let me, let me tell story. you how God provided the money. Let, let, let me tell you about my fast. How is it? That's just at the start of the thing. Yeah, everybody had a story. And, yeah, man. But we also learned something that, uh, that everybody needs to really consider. And that is that fasting is one of the most powerful tools that we have. Yes, to get the heart of God, to to get understanding of what God wants us to do, and to get the ability for us to do what God wants us to do. And what we also learned is that a lot of us are nowhere near where we need to Amen. be in our ability to hear from God, because, and I'm just going to be quite honest here, for a lot of us, we're finding that our bellies are an idol. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us are finding that we require. The feeling, the, the feeling of being full much more than we should. Mm-hmm. And there will come days when we may need to hear from God now. And we need the ability to know how to do it, what to do. And this is a weakness in a lot of believers mm-hmm. that re, we really need to work mm-hmm. on that. Well, it's like this. If you go, if you're a southern person and you're used to the heat, you have a fear of the north and the cold. But then you talk to the people in the north and the cold, and they're happy with the north and the cold, but they have a fear of the heat. Right. And so I think that Christians have a fear of fasting. I also think that they are not totally convinced that God is capable of providing the $222 to go. But everybody that showed, I mean, you, 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 as we were leaving, I mean, this, this couple cornered me. And they said, I got a testimony, I got a testimony. And he went on and on and on and on and on about how God arranged supernaturally the, the finances. And then, as I said, people in the hall had the fast go. It was easy. I was surprised how easy it was. Had your fast go. It went good. Had your fast go. It was great, man. I, I was so surprised. It was over and over and over. And oh, people that never fasted. It was a great victory for so many people. I think God showed up in the provisions. Yes. Big time. God showed up right. in the ways and the means. He showed up in the fast. When's the last time you've been in a group of people that just come off of a three-day fast? In, in the spirit, that's huge. And there was a hunger. Huge. I will say, to, to give this group of believers credit, not only did they fast and they get through, they had a hunger, a sincere hunger. Yes. To see God work yes. in their lives. Yes. And I will give them absolute credit for that because you could sense it. But it was not just their lives. 
they were hungry to serve the Lord. Yeah. It's like, I, I will wash toilets, I will sweep, I will wipe the floor, but it's like, please let me serve. Yeah. I know what that's like when you're burning in your heart to serve, and God, here am I. You're jumping up and down, waving your arms, so here am I, Lord, send me. And he ain't sent you. Mm-hmm. But they showed up with a real hunger, and we're going to get to that. So, And in churches these days, a lot of us who are truly <laughs> meant to be serving the Lord, mm-hmm. they're overlooked. Oh, yeah. They'll never get the anointing that God has called on their lives unless God does something like this. That's right. Well, and we're going to talk about that. Okay, yeah. so the first thing is being in a room of people that are hungry enough that God would arrange or they had the money to get the 222 seed. Being in a room of people that were so dedicated and so hungry that they would go and do a three-day fast. And by the way, I didn't hear any good bubblegum fasts. I, I didn't. I know, no, none of that, none of that cheesy stuff. I'm talking. They all did the no food fast. Yep. Uh, and and matter of fact, Masi did a no food, no water fast. No, he he uh, his wife did the no food. No oh, maybe water I misunderstood. Fast. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 okay, but the point is, he but he did, did the, the whole fast. Well. Right, then being in a room of people that believe in that that America is the Mister Babylon, the Dimitri Dudem's message. So just walking in a room. With those three elements was extremely powerful, and I heard the number three hundred and eighty at one time. I think yeah. there was three hundred and eighty people there. Uh, there might have been more or less at one time, but the the point is that was extremely powerful just to walk in the door, just to be in a group of people. I don't even think there's ever been a meeting like this. Yeah, and I want to say not only were the people prepared. There was so much work, and again, this is from somebody that that went to this, right? That just just walked in the doors. Yeah, there you weren't was, a minister, and you weren't part of the staff, right? I, I came in, and, and I I was willing to help, but I was coming in as somebody. I paid my uh, my my two twenty two two twenty two, you know, and I had done my fast, and I came in as one of the people that was attending this because I wanted. You know, anointings. Grow, yeah. and I wanted whatever God had for me. That's what I wanted, and so that was my mentality. Uh, and it grew as as the time went. I wanted every single thing that God had for me. I didn't want to leave anything on the table. Well, not only that, but as someone sitting in the audience, you got to hear what the audience right. heard. You got to hear what they were saying, what they were thinking, what they're real because. You know, they weren't coming up to you because you're Stan Johnson, you're leading the pack. Here. Well, they didn't you're even not, know who I was, yeah, that's especially right. okay. in the beginning. Yeah, they had so, no idea who I was. So you can give a real impact statement of what really, what you really saw. Right. And, and But when I walked into the doors and I saw the amount of effort, the amount of work that went on to to get the – there were drapes and there was a new sign and there were new cameras – this was not something that was just thrown together on the cheap. No, yeah, not and but I mean, the table decorations, each table with a different decoration. It was just you. You walked in there and you knew that this is something that people took time and effort to do right. Yes, and professional, top notch. Yeah, it really was. And that's more than, you know, it's not just about, uh, you know, it looking nice. It shows heart. It shows that people really well, care here, about what Here's what, what happened. Doing. And I told the people, you know, I mean, I had that dream that basically said, bring the heavy equipment back up with big money. And shortly after that, he began to send big money to back up what he had told us. Yeah. So we had some big investors to get this thing going. Remember the guy that 
said the angel told him two years ago that he would use him to finance the start of the greatest American, the greatest miracle revival in American history. And he was there. Mm-hmm. And I think it was. I think it is the start. It just did. Yep. It, yeah, it just did. Okay, so now let's let's talk about the meeting. Okay, so so we get started. The Passover meal was, and I told everybody, I said, look, this is not a Passover Seder. I've never been to a Passover Seder. I'm not Jewish. We're not trying to follow Jewish traditions. There's not going to be, you know, any of uh, the Jewish traditions. Don't look for them. Don't come up and say, hey, you didn't do this, because I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right up front, this is not a Passover Seder. I'm telling you that what we're doing is following the steps of Moses. And it says you're to eat a, 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 a lamb of the first year. And so we, I'll just tell you what, you know, we arranged for the hotel to have Whole Foods, uh, and they they knew the kind of lamb, you know, the the first year, blah blah blah, the blood blood drained and all that sort of stuff. And they, you know, they have a lot of requests, but they smoke their lamb, and it tastes off of the planet. It tastes really good, mm-hmm. didn't it? It's yes. really good. Okay, yep. so we coming off a three day fast. I don't have to tell you, everybody gorged, <laughs> but the, but the food was really good. I mean, it was really good. So, and then we took communion because see. Passover, you got to put the blood on the doorpost in order to live. Yep. Well, the New Testament version of the Passover is communion, you know, taking the unleavened bread and the grape juice, representing the body and blood of Jesus. So we did that. And then <clears throat> we had Leslie take over with this fun. Uh, what, Leslie is, you know, prophet. And, she, and, she, and a lot of times she's real serious, but one of the things she also does is these games. Mm-hmm. And she does it from time to time at the church, and you think, "Oh, come on!" But she does this game, and she does different kind of games. Well, the one she did that night was based upon the match game, mm-hmm. and she has like probably twenty people at the front of the room, and I mean, everybody's laughing, and and that gets everybody comfortable. What What do you think? I think it caught people completely by surprise. Yeah, they were thinking <laughs> real serious stuff. I mean, she steps up there, and you're thinking. You know what she gonna yeah. say, right? I mean, you're kind of like uh, preparing yourself, like you know, <laughs> getting your feet square on your chair and making sure that you're ready to hear what she's got to say. And she just made everything very light and um, and comfortable, and it was it was surprising though. Well, as a result of that, I think people kind of let their guard down because you know what's going to want going start on start talking Who's to each these other these people and you know yeah they don't know these people i mean because people for they were from all over the nation and matter of fact we have people from nova scotia canada australia new zealand mm-hmm. people from all over there so nobody knew each other pretty much but after 15 20 minutes of, of laughing and having a good time it's like everybody settled down you know we let our food settle we had a great time um, and then everybody went off to sleep so the next morning uh, we arranged you know part of the the, the meal ticket that's another thing <clears throat> they said the meal ticket was a real hit because not only was the food outstanding see everybody's expecting like institutional food okay you know hotel fix it you know you you know what you're going to get but i told him i said no 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 i said i want i want good food i want you i mean i want good food well they didn't bring good food they brought outstanding food i mean and everybody is raving about how good the food was but and and plenty of it 
But they said that the real hit of it was if you didn't have food like that, then they have to go out to restaurants. And that means that everybody breaks up and they don't get to know each other. Whereas they're in all one big room. They go into this big room. They, they dish up. They get their plate full and overflowing. And they go over and they have these big round tables, 10 people at a table. And you can sit down with strangers from around the world that are all prophecy, believing in Bible prophecy, just come off three-day fast, paid a 222 seed. And it likes you get to know people, you know. Very encouraging, right? Because, I mean, really, for a lot of people, for a lot of people, they, you know, the people around them do not want to hear what the Lord is doing in this nation. Right. And it, it wasn't just about eating food. It's a lot more efficient, of course, because you're not leaving. You know, you save a lot of time. All those right. things, but. Not just that. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that say, you know, I'm from here, I'm from there, and how long have you been listening to the ministry? 20 years, oh, yeah. 10 years, 5 years. And so there was a lot of fellowship that happened that was a yeah. bit surprising because, you know, you're just sitting next to somebody, so you're eating, and so you're like, yeah, you know, where are you from? Uh, and people found that they they appreciated more than they imagined having other people that believed the way that they believe and there's a lot of people that said, I wish I knew people in my area that believed this, that, yeah. that really understood that this prophetic warning is from God. And um, that's something – that community is something that they really don't have. And they – there were a lot of people before they le- before we left, again, because I'm just sitting at the tables with everybody else um, – you know, and it was such a blessing. These people are so wonderful. I mean, yes. I found family instantly. Yes. I mean, I found people that I could hug on yes. right away. Yes. And but these I mean, it's like you knew them all of your life. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, but but these people said, you know, I really wish that I had this this kind of community close to yes. where I am. People were asking me, you know. I wish you had a Facebook page and, you know, I wish we had something where we could gather with like-minded believers. And I understand that need and, and you know, who knows what the Lord will do in the future. Uh, but that was something that people appreciated and they none of us really, really thought about that dynamic. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, after, and we'll, get, we'll probably get to this in the next program, but after it's over, the four ministers and Leslie and myself went up to our room, and we all sat and talked. We talked till 3 o'clock in the morning. One of the things that Devorah, Maurice's wife, said, she says, oh, I have to say, it was a real hit having the food there where everybody could go in and just sit and talk with other people, like-minded, other prophecy students, and she said there was a real healing in that because, see, most prophecy people are very rejected. They can't yes. find anybody that likes prophecy. They can't find anybody to talk to. Everybody random thinks there's some kind of a crazy knucklehead, off the chart, fell off the edge of the world type person, and they don't want to talk to them. They don't want to talk about prophecy. You know, we don't have to worry about all the pre-trib drafts are going to come get us. And so they're like, they're, they've got this molten metal in their heart to talk about prophecy. And so all of a sudden, they can go to lunch with someone and they can sit and talk prophecy. Mm-hmm. They can they can get to know families and other people and they're exchanging emails and phone numbers and yeah, we got to get together and so she said, you know, there was a healing, a really deep and really powerful healing that took place in that lunchroom. Yep. She said, Your lunchroom 
brought a major healing and medicine Another to those healing. people. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And that's the whole thing. It was all about healing. Right. And these are, again, these are wonderful people, normal people yeah. sitting right next to you. And and these are people that you you connect with. And I mean, you know, one or two conversations and you, you, know have, a connection, yeah. you have a connection with them for the rest mm, of yeah, the conference. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that Marie said in, in our after the crusade meeting. I said, so, so Maurice, I said, so for now, like, you know, 25, 30 years, you've been playing your uh, violin in all kinds of churches and big conferences and, you know, the big ones, the big ones, the small ones, every place. I mean, it's going every place. If there's anybody that has been to almost every conference out there, that violin has pried open a door into every conference, every person's heart. And I said, so what do you think of the crusade? I, I, what was the biggest thing you got? He said, Love. I said, wait, wait, well, love what? He said, Stan, I don't have to tell you. I've been to a lot of crusades. This is the best crusade, the best conference, the best meeting, the whatever you want to call it, that I have ever, ever been in. Wow. And he said, you know, I've had the unpleasant opportunity to see the underbelly of Christianity. Yeah. I've seen people that are doing meetings just for money. I've seen people that I know are not being honest with the people. Mm -hmm. But I want to say that I am so impressed with you and Leslie. He says, your pure heart, your clean heart. And he said, your purity. He said, there's no errors. There are no masks. He said, you are what you are. And he said, I absolutely love that. He said, but it's not just you. And your daughter, your, your entire staff and your praise and worship team. He said, they are absolutely off the chart. He says, I'm telling you, you have something I've never seen before. You have something here that is special, off the charts good. And he said, I want to work with you. I want to come back. Wow. I want to, I, you, you, you have to make me part of this. That's amazing He's, because this is a this man. Is, this is a guy that knows, man. Love flows from this man. Yes. Uh, and a tenderness. And that's what he said. Love, love in the room. And love that's like from he's never him. experienced. I mean, th- love flows from him in such an amazing way um, that that's really something to hear that he actually was yes. able to receive that too. Because the two ministers that were there mm-hmm. gave you such a great dynamic. Mm-hmm. You had one that was just full of passion and and. Yes, right, Messiah. Yeah. He was full of passion and, and power, power and and, and the and, anointing and the and yeah. and then you also had another minister, and he was full of the anointing yeah. and love, and love, but and, and the presence of God mm-hmm. that you knew that he'd walked with God and that had given him mm-hmm. a, such a humility, and the two of them coming together. Gave you such a dynamic because some people need – and there's a lot of times you need to hear the power of right, God right. And, and you need to hear it just as God would have you to hear it. And sometimes you need to get kicked, right? Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you also need the love of God to nurture mm-hmm. you and to encourage you. And you know that you know if you see the Lord, you know, you're going to see that love. And so the two of them brought a dynamic that was just – to me, it seemed perfect. For, for what I needed, it seemed perfect. 
I didn't see this conference coming. I didn't see that what God had put together here was this big and this dynamic and was so life-changing. I didn't see that. All I know is I was following what he put in my heart. But when you have a Messiah that speaks around the world, says this is the best conference he's ever been to. So he said it too. Not just a little, not just once, many times, over and over. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. We'll continue talking about this tomorrow. See, everyone in the kingdom of God is supposed to be giving. And I have to write out a check every month to the people in the place that I give to, because again, we give to, just like I know you do too. It would be so nice if they could set up where they could just automatically send a certain amount to themselves each month. Well, we call that process being a partaker. And if you'd like to join, you can call our office, 785-266-1112, and they will set you up so that every month on a certain day, a certain amount is automatically withdrawn from your credit card or placed on your credit card. 785-266-1112. We would love to have you join the Prophecy Club and become a partaker. 785-266-1112.